0: To the Wagner Ministries International podcast as you listen to this message our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to him enjoy God bless you my friends this is evangelist Kevin Wagner founder of Wagner Ministries International welcoming you to our podcast today in the spring of 1992 violence inflamed the city of Los Angeles When the smoke finally cleared, an estimated 5,200 buildings were destroyed or damaged, and losses ranged close to $1 billion. A staggering number of people were arrested, almost 17,000. The number of injured soared to 2,383 people, and the death bell tolled a tragic 54 times. What could have fueled such a destructive rampage? In speculating about the many possible causes for the riots, we can sift through the city's rubble and uncover a major flashpoint, prejudice. The beating of Rodney King, a black man, by several white Los Angeles policemen ignited misunderstanding, which sparked antagonism, which inflamed hatred, then anger, and finally revenge. The result was 36 hours of havoc and bloodshed. We shake our heads at such horrible violence, but admit it or not, many have that same volatile prejudice. I ask you today, what images come to mind when you think of blacks or Hispanics or Asians? How about those who are poor? Or those who are wealthy? Do you categorize people by the length of their hair or the cosmetics they wear or don't wear? Politically, what about liberals or conservatives? How do you feel about people who have failed, who are divorced, who've been in psychiatric hospitals? What about religious prejudices? Do you view those who attend a different church differently, who worship differently than you do, or who have a different list of do's and don'ts? It's painful to face our own prejudices. And like being trapped in a smoke-filled building, it's hard to see through the negative preconceptions we've had all our lives. We're not alone, however, for the Apostle Peter was trapped by prejudice too. Let's watch how God rescues him as we begin our trek through Acts chapter 10 today. Let's start at verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come home? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. It's about 40 AD, less than a decade after Christ's crucifixion and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Peter at this time resided in Joppa at the house of Simon the Tanner. Joppa was a seaside town located about 30 miles south of Caesarea, where a certain Gentile named Cornelius lived. More than just miles separated Cornelius and Peter, however. As a Jew, Peter was taught throughout his life to despise people like Cornelius, Listen to this description of the inbred prejudice that Jews held against Gentiles. Every Gentile child, as soon as he or she was born, was to be regarded as unclean. The Mishnah goes so far as to forbid aid to a Gentile mother in the hour of her need or nourishment to her babe in order not to bring up a child for idolatry. First century Jews learned that it was not safe to leave cattle in their charge to allow their women to nurse infants or their physicians to attend the sick, nor to walk in their company. They and theirs were defiled, their houses unclean, as containing idols or things dedicated to them. Their feasts, their joyous occasions, their very contact was polluted by idolatry. And there was no security. If a heathen were left alone in a room, that he might not defile the wine or meat on the table, or the oil and wheat in the store. Milk drawn by a heathen, if a Jew had not been present to watch it, along with bread and oil prepared by them, were unlawful. Their wine was wholly interdicted. The mere touch of a heathen polluted a whole cask. Even to the put one's nose to heathen wine was strictly prohibited." Incredible, isn't it? But because of his Jewish background, Peter probably had these prejudicial sentiments lingering like a a foul odor in his mind, too. Only a fresh breath of God's grace could clear the air and open wide the church's door to a world of Gentiles waiting to follow Christ. That refreshing breeze came unexpectedly that first century morning when God brought Cornelius and Peter face-to-face in a supernatural way it's interesting to note that joppa where peter was staying at the time was the same town where another reluctant jewish missionary to the gentiles had spent some time think back over 700 years before peter and cornelius and acts chapter 10 to a man named jonah remember god placed a call on his life to go preach repentance to the people in the city of Nineveh. And the first place Jonah went was Joppa. From Joppa, he hopped about the opposite way from Nineveh, trying to run from God, but, well, you know how it ended up, with the world's biggest fish story. So Joppa seems to be the place where reluctant missionaries and evangelists end up. And we find Peter there today. The barriers that had to be overcome before Peter would share Jesus or even have anything at all to do with Cornelius or any other Gentile were obviously insurmountable, apart from the supernatural power of God. Peter's prejudice toward Gentiles was probably stronger and more ingrained than any prejudice we may have today. At least, I hope so. But every one of us needs the Holy Spirit to do some divine surgery in our lives and remove the bitter root of prejudice that we may have towards others. It doesn't take long to find prejudice all around us in our world. Just look at the riots happening now with police officers and the African-American community in the U.S. But perhaps race may not be the issue in your life. Perhaps it's behavior or age or appearance or denomination. In your own life, Ask yourself this question today. Who do I least want to share Jesus Christ with? In fact, if the truth be known, I don't even care very much at all for that person's spiritual well-being. Who is that person, those people, in your life today? Peter was struggling with this, and God dealt with it, and he wants to deal with it in your life too. Because, my friends, you see, at a heart level, every human being is the same god knows this we all have sin in our lives we all need the forgiveness of jesus we all have a soul that is utterly valuable and that jesus died to save no one person's soul is more or less valuable than another's to god every person's soul the handicapped the homosexual the wealthy each soul is of infinite worth to god and god needs you and i to reach each one with jesus Show each one of them their need for repentance, that they might taste salvation and live. You see, that's why there is no room for prejudice in the whole body of Christ. I ask you today, who will take Jesus to each person who needs him in your community if you won't? And if prejudice is holding you back today, take that sin to Jesus. Confess it and ask God to do the deep work of rooting it out in years past prejudice has been a significant hindrance to the spread of the gospel and god does not want that to happen here today now in your community or in our world it's interesting to note the way that the lord is preparing peter to make this monumental break in the history of god's dealing with mankind god knew that such a huge shift in peter's thinking would need some advanced preparation and so prepare him he did for some time it seemed like god was working on peter's heart breaking down barriers of prejudice and the like how you ask well turn back to acts chapter 9 for a moment look at verse 43 at the very end of the chapter the bible says peter stayed in joppa for some time with a tanner named simon now you may be wondering right now how that verse would help change peter's attitudes toward non-jewish people well consider this the man peter was staying with was a tanner that meant he worked with animal hides all sorts of animal hides drying and working them into usable materials for tents clothing etc Many of the animal skins Simon would have been working with would have been from animals that Jews like Peter considered unclean. Leviticus 11, for instance, forbids a Jew from not only eating, but also handling the carcasses of unclean animals like camels, rabbits, and pigs, to name a few. Orthodox Jews still carry on these practices today. So Peter would have been in a home whose host was involved in an unclean profession at times. Also, being in the city of Joppa, an important cosmopolitan seaport at the time, you can imagine Simon doing business with many foreign people, Gentiles included. So day in and day out, Peter would have seen many Gentiles come and go in Simon's home. He would have seen pleasant ones and grumblers, upright men and cheats. In short, Peter would have seen the Gentiles were really a lot like his own Jewish people. And you can imagine this got Peter thinking. In a the time then that Peter stayed with Simon the Tanner and Joppa, God was preparing him for what was to come next. He was molding him, refining him, and getting him ready for what he knew was in store for Peter's future. My friends, I ask you today, what has God been preparing you for? What has God been doing in your life over the past weeks, months and even years in order to prepare you for the way he wants to use you today and tomorrow i strongly encourage each of you today to ask god yourself over and over again if need be until you hear god's voice with certainty and clarity and until he gives you his peace regarding what ministry what new thing the lord has been preparing you for god is always preparing us for something He was with Peter in Acts chapters 9 and 10, and he is with you today. What is it that God is preparing you for these days? And what will you be willing? And will you then be willing to follow his leading? As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast, where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses his word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at God bless.